What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this, this is bitches, bitches and Murders. So, I don't think we have any housekeeping before we just hop right into this. Mm, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Is that your final answer? B. Final answer. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to hear what we're going to talk about today? I am as ready as I've ever been. Are you ready? Two. Rumble. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Those are your other. Time to do. Anyway. Anywho. In case you can't tell, we're both super mentally stable right now. I am 100% real. Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, my brain said I'm 100% in your certified ground beef. And I was like, that's, that's not true. So I am ground beef, but I'm not, I'm not certified. She's a certified freak. Seven, Seven days, days a week. week. Anyway. Uh, Earlier ready. she said to me, her brain is applesauce. In case you guys are wondering where we're actually at. It's cinnamon. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the night stalker ew aka richard ramirez ew. aka ricardo leva buenos ramirez and that is the last time i'm gonna say that <laughs> ew if you can't tell how i feel about this yeah i hate it I mean, valid. He's a real gross guy. I'm not going to lie to you. This gets real fucked real quick. I think it's like not even because honestly, like it's been a minute since I've like looked at his case. So like I don't remember a lot of like the really specific details, mm -hmm. but I do remember that it was he's dumb. Uh, but <laughs> people like weirdly like fetishized him yeah, like a lot. He's, like when he was younger, he was conventionally attractive. And then like. Sort he did of. some prison time and then got real rough real quick. Yeah, and he had, like, really gross teeth. But, like, I don't know. It's that weird, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I like talking about serial killers. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with liking spooky shit. Yeah. But people who, like, weirdly, like, sexualize and stuff, like, it's serial that, like, killers. It's that, Ted Bundy effect. Yeah, like, yeah. Ted Bundy. That's why I don't really like talking about Ted Bundy. Jeffrey Dahmer is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, and also it's weird because it's al almost always girls fetishizing Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's like, he's gay. He always. wouldn't want you anyways. Like he's fucking gay. Like what are you even talking about? He doesn't about? play for your team. Yeah. And then he's like, I feel like the third in that like, yeah, we are little, little Trinity, that trifecta of gross. <laughs> but anyways, anyway, <laughs> so Richard Ramirez was born on February. February 29th of 1960 in El Paso, Texas to Julian and Mercedes. I genuinely didn't know he was from Texas. Does this all take place in Texas? No, California. Okay, I was like, I don't remember Texas being... Okay, anyways, continue. Anyway. So he was the youngest of not one, not two, but five children. I don't know why I just said Ew. that like a game show. Not one, not two, but five. But five. <laughs> but yeah, he was the youngest of five. Uh, his father was known to have a little bit of a temper, was often very abusive towards the children. Fun, fun. We, we love that. I don't know what mental breakdown I had while typing out this next part of the notes, but it's titled, Oh, He Got Head Injuries. Oh, good. I love a good head injury. 
We have two of them. Ooh. Two major ones. So the first one was when he was two and a dresser fell on him and he got a concussion and a head laceration that took 30 sutures to close. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, from everything I could terrible. find about it, it sounds like it was one of those things where like a little kid was like climbing up the dr- like and the, it just the, it wasn't the attached shelves, to the wall. And it was just poof, game over. The next one was a mere three years later when he was five. And he was hit in the back of the head with a swing. Ow. And I've was, been there, uh, Knocked unconscious, sustained a concussion. And then this is also the time that he developed idiopathic epilepsy. So, yeah. Th- no brain damage at all. Totally nope. checks out here. He's fine. He's We've got fine. a nice little serial killer cocktail going on here. Abusive dad. Multiple head injuries. I feel like it's just going to get worse as we go. By age 10, he was an avid marijuana smoker. Oh, good. Substance abuse. That totally is good for your brain while you're developing. Don't get me wrong. I am an advocate for marijuana. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) Medicinal purposes. Um, Not when you're 10. I work at a dispensary, so obviously, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, I think you can guess how I feel about it. Uh, but yeah, not at 10, Mm-mm. not when your brain is developing and it already can't clearly cause lots of brain injuries. It's all of the brain injury. Chill fam. Chill. Don't use substances before your brain fully develops. At age 12, he got really close with his cousin Miguel, also known as Mike. Don't ask me how we got there, but I just know that we did. Well, I think Miguel is the Spanish version of Michael. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I don't speak Spanish, clearly. <laughs> so, Mike was a decorated U.S. Green Beret. You know, he sounds like a pretty stand-up guy. Yeah. Right? Wrong. Well, he was a trash human being. So, his favorite discussions to have with his 12-year-old cousin... I just had like PTSD from saying 12 year old cousin. (laughs) 12. Um, He would often talk about his exploits with Richard um, because he had just gotten back from Vietnam and he had told Ramirez in explicit detail how he had raped, tortured, mutilated and murdered Vietnamese women. That's something that every 12 year old should hear. It's an important part of their development. Didn't you know that? But wait, there's more. Oh, good. He of was also showing him photos, uh, one of which had Mike posing with the severed head of one of the women. Oh, so he's like a real sociopath. He's not just a gross egomaniac. No, like a real one. <laughs> oh, good. I love that. We love that for him. Uh, Yeah, that's a phrasing. So is he in prison, too? Because. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get so mad. Just wait. We'll get there. He better be dead. No. Um, so they would also have conversations about their mutual interest in Satanism. You know, that's what I was into when I was 12. Although right now the church of Satan is the only thing protecting, uh, legal abortions right now. So I mean, I have nothing against the church of Satan. Unpopular. Honestly, same. They're, they're pretty stand up people. Their, Um, uh, their commandments have do not rape and the Christian ones don't. So, you know, mull on that fact for a second. Uh, but also, 
like a 12 year old is probably not into the ethical sort of Satanism. They're like in the fake into the weird movie yeah. poser kind of Satanism. Yeah. So uh, Ramirez got into some petty thievery to pay for his drug problem. Oh, uh, yes. I uh, love some petty so thievery. <laughs> between uh, the Satanism, the drugs and the thievery to pay for his drugs, uh, his relationship with his parents was like, Shit. Not great. <laughs> uh, his dad became aggressively more abusive oh, to good. the point where Ramirez began sleeping in a nearby cemetery to get away from his dad. The dead people will keep you safe. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal place to go when you're homeless. Right. 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 No. <laughs> so... To just put the nice little, because we got we got a real nice serial killer milkshake going on here. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Uh, no, it's not a milk. It's a Sunday. It's <laughs> we're past cocktail. We're past. We got a Sunday. The abusive father is the banana. The head traumas are all ice cream. The drugs is like the chocolate syrup. And now we have the cherry on top of this Sunday. So on May 4th, 1973, <laughs> Ramirez watched in case. Okay. First of all, let's back up for a second. For those of you who don't know how to math, uh, he's 13 at this point. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I could remember what year he was born. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like saw that like not registering in your brain. So I was like, let me, let me help you. Uh, so he's 13. Kay. And when he's 13, he watches scared but you keep repeating 13 his cousin mike and his wife get into an argument that escalates to the point where mike shoots her in the face oh totally normal and she dies i that normally happens (laughs) mike was found not guilty to murder due to an insanity plea based on ptsd from his time in the military he spent four years in a mental hospital and then was released I wish you could see how aggressive Emily May is right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she just summoned a demon with how hard she just rolled her eyes into the back of her head. Oh, I did a little bit. I she like checked it. out her own ass. That was impressive. Um. Uh. Yeah, his. Sorry, my brain is like trying to force this into a sentence, but like, what? What? Okay, don't get me wrong. Obviously, lots of people in the military get PTSD. This is not in any way degrading people getting PTSD. I understand that the military can PTSD be very traumatizing. PTSD is not an excuse to murder your wife. Okay, well. Yes, <laughs> that's actually not where I was going with that, but oh, like that is also going with it. Also true, but like, what you got PTSD from fucking like mutilating and torturing and killing women? Like that's what you got your PTSD from, bud. <laughs> like other people are getting shot at, like fucking hacksaw ridge style, and like you're over here torturing women to death, and like oh you got PTSD? Fuck you. Morgan has feelings about this. I don't know if you guys can tell. (laughs) I hate him. I can tell. I hope he gets beat up. Yeah. uh, Friendly reminder. He only did four years in a mental hospital and then was released. So. I would like literally. I'm not going to lie. Like I would bet actual money that he probably got remarried after that. Oh, I'm sure. I want to do like a very short episode on what happened to Mike. Because, like, I've never heard about what happens to Mike, but I want to know. Like, what happened to you? 
afterwards. I don't care about your early life because you've proven that your early life was just you being a trash bag. We should tie that into an episode about the women who fucking marry serial killers. Right. Like, what is up with that? Because I guarantee, like, I would bet actual money that I'm sure he got remarried after that. Oh, for sure. And it's just like, how do you marry someone? First of all, how do you marry someone that shot their wife in the fucking face? Dumb cunt. I hate him. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but, like, the people who, like, literally go out of their way to marry serial killers. Like, the fucking uh, Gisela who married um the guy I literally just yeah. talked about. Jurgen. Yeah. Like, in the mental hospital. It's like, bro. Stop. Also, he was killing little boys and like sexually assaulting them. Like, why? Right. Why did you marry stop, him? Stop. But um, I digress. <laughs> so, for anybody who might be new here and doesn't understand how that's the uh, like little cherry on top of our serial t- killer Sunday, um, if you watch somebody do something absolutely fucking horrific and they get away with it with practically no repercussions, pretty motivating. Um, your brain is going to associate that, especially if you're 13 with multiple head traumas and drug use and seizure activity. Like you're, you're not developing correctly in any way, shape or form. And if you see that you're going to create this correlation where, Oh, if I just present a certain way, then I can do some really fucked up shit and no one's going to do anything about it. Yeah. And like, that's the hard part is that like those setups don't necessarily like not everyone who has a bad childhood is going to end up like killing people you know what i mean but it's like if he would have been in a supportive environment instead of i don't know seeing his cousin shoot someone in the face yeah he might have been fine i think if it was an isolated incident he might have been okay but like you also have the abusive father well that's what i'm saying like if he just had the abusive father like the head injuries and stuff like even that like that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to kill people you know but it's like Instead of getting a supportive environment, he gets like this environment where like his cousin fucking shoots himself, his cousin or his wife in the face. Like he gets away with it. Like yeah, uh, his cousin also became a mentor for him because his relationship with his father was so estranged. Um, but instead of like teaching him um, coping mechanisms or anything useful, um, he taught him like the things that he learned in the military. Because the military has the healthiest. Because the military has perfectly healthy, well-adjusted individuals. Psych, Uh, they're all addicted to fucking caffeine and nicotine and buy Mustangs and marry people. (laughs) Not that there's anything against the military, but no, if you've been in the military, (laughs) you know, I'm not wrong. (laughs) You know, we're not wrong. (laughs) Since Mike went to a mental institute for four years um ramirez moved in with his older sister and her husband why do i feel like that's not going to be a good thing oh it's not ruth is a wonderful person i think i haven't found anything bad about her (laughs) yeah i was like Um, do you know her personally (laughs) roberto is the problem oh bob oh bob what'd you do because you see roberto was an obsessive peeping tom who took richard on his nocturnal Nocturnal. <laughs> what the fuck was I smoking when I fucking... The words that I wrote down were nocturnal exploits. Did you mean escapades? No. No, I think I meant exploits. Because he would... Like, okay, so here's here's what Robert was doing. He would go to people's houses, just hang out outside the window, and fucking, like, creep on them. But he would do it at night, because, you know, you can't do that shit during the day. Weirdly enough. 
And I just, I don't know why nocturnal exploit is the words that I decided to use. Um, well, I, uh, I can tell where he got his later ideas from with this very <laughs> strong start here. We're doing great. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. So. Okay. Huh. Fun fact. My middle school principal got fired for doing that. What? Yeah. He was going around like houses like near the school, specifically targeting girls in middle school that were like that age, like from my school. I don't like that. He went to prison. Strangely enough. Yeah. So. Ramirez gets a job at a hotel. We're like, okay, you know. Okay. That's great. That's cool. Wrong. Uh, He was using the master key to get into people's rooms and would either watch them as they slept or if they weren't there, he would just rob them. We stay on a flexible king, Uh, but don't like that. Don't do, don't, I, mm. it makes me never want to stay in a hotel again. Though, to be honest, when I stay in a hotel every time, I lock like the deadbolt and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I never just like lock the little lock. No, I deadbolt it and then I do the uh, little slidey thing. Same. Yeah. And if it has like a door in between the rooms, like I'll straight like put a chair under the door. Yeah. No, don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't nope. fuck with any of that. I don't fuck with you. Um, yeah. Around this time uh, was also when he had developed um, a lot of sexual fantasies about forced bondage and rape. Totally normal <sighs> puberty things. Yeah. Uh, and his job at the hotel was mm, ended. Uh, when a guest returned to his room to find Ramirez attempting to rape his wife. Weirdly enough, that will get you fired from most places. Thank fucking God. Do they not like press charges against him though? (laughs) I'm getting there. So this man beat the shit out of Ramirez because strangely enough, if you find somebody trying to rape your wife, you're gonna lose it. Good. Um, but then the criminal charges were dropped because the couple lived out of state and they didn't want to travel back to go to court. Okay. This has like come up in like many cases and not even necessarily ones that we have covered, but like documentaries I've seen. Oh yeah. This comes up the, a like lot. it comes up quite frequently. Um so yeah, like if it's something really, really small, like someone stole your wallet out of your car or something maybe like i get it like you don't want to drive all the way back but if someone has done some like actually fucked up shit to you like that like an attempted rape attempted assault actual assault like actual rape you know what i mean like anything that's like quite serious even honestly even like theft like you make the trip because you could make save literally save someone's life later on make the trip yeah uh, make it so psychology break um this further solidified that idea of i can do some fucked up shit and get away with it 
Right, because you're not getting punished for any of your actions. Right. There's no one to hold you accountable. Like, you had a random dude beat the shit out of you, but, like, legally, there was no repercussions for you. And you'll heal from the bruises and just move on. It's right. not a big deal. Also, he's used to being abused by his father, so, like, I'm right. sure he could take a beating. Right. Right? Right. Okay. Hmm. Problems. Uh, so, he dropped out of high school in the ninth grade, and then... Sorry. Uh, when he turned 22, he moved to California. California, California girls. This is where we get real fucked up. <laughs> oh, good. I feel like that was a really aggressive transition. but This like, is where we get really fucked up. Really fucked up. So now we're going to get into like his murders. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Anyway, so his first one happens on April 10th of 1984 when nine-year-old Mei Ling uh, was murdered in the basement of the hotel where Ramirez was living. Uh, He raped and beat the girl before stabbing her to death and hanging her body from a pipe. Want to just run that by me again? No. Do I need to? Yeah, we need to just circle back a little bit. Um, there was words I didn't like. He raped her. Don't like. And beat her. No, no. And then stabbed her to death. No. Mm-mm. And hung her body from a pipe. Mm-mm. By the way, she was nine. I need you to not <laughs> have said the words that you just said. Well, I already said them. Well, I don't like them. Well, okay. that's too bad. So, this was actually Ramirez's first uh, known murder, but it wouldn't actually get connected to him until about 2009 when they, like, finally matched a DNA sample from the scene to him. Well, and he normally, like, I don't, like I said, I don't really remember a lot about his crimes, but I do remember that he normally killed, like, older women. Not, like, old women, but, like, people our age, like, adults. Adults is what I'm getting at. Not nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. But how old was he at that point? He was like, what? Uh, 80, 24? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he, he was, was born like in early 16, 20s. This was 84, so. Mm-hmm. Leave nine-year-olds alone. <laughs> Always leave nine-year-olds alone. I literally do not care what age you are. Leave nine-year-olds alone. Thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like I said, that wasn't attributed to him until about 2009, which is shitty. So, <sighs> on June 28th of 1984, uh, Jenny Vinco, I think I just said that correctly, uh, was found brutally murdered in her apartment. Uh, she had been stabbed repeatedly while asleep, and her throat had been slashed so deeply that she was nearly decapitated all that was holding her head on was like a chunk of skin in the back okay no no excuse this is fucking horrible don't do that i think i would rather die in my sleep though like if someone's gonna come and stab me and then like almost chop my head off like do it while i'm asleep like that please that is the acceptable way to do that uh oh i forgot to mention she's 79 So he's just like going after easy targets. Yeah, pretty much. Little kids that can't really aren't strong enough to fight back 
older who also aren't strong enough to fight back. Did you just say old kids? I said I I was gonna say older people, but I honestly think I just interrupted my own self. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a playback? Because I'm pretty sure you just said old kids. Hold on, there's a flag on the play. So update, I did say older people, but I said it in the weirdest fucking way possible. <laughs> she like interrupted oh, herself. Uh, people, just, oh, uh, and then I just started a different <laughs> sentence. So uh, minus five yards. Uh, I don't know football. Anyways. Sierra's got the ball now. Oh, wait, in possession. See, I know, I know football. Look at me go. I sport. Oh my god, I'm not okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so that was June of '84. So now we're in March 17th of 1985. Uh, he attacked 22-year-old Maria Hernandez outside her home. Uh, he shot her in the face with a 22. Uh, after she pulled into her garage, um, she somehow survived when the bullet ricocheted off the keys she held in her hands that she had lifted to protect herself Uh, that was a lot for my brain uh so okay so now this is the first time he's attacked someone who's like similar in age he was only like three Mm -hmm. years older than her so interesting uh but also (laughs) what the fuck oh don't worry they're gonna die i'm just gonna let you process the fact this woman's key is the only thing that kept her alive also, what a weird way to, like, serial kill someone. <laughs> just, like, what? Like, the other ones were, like, really brutal. And that one's, right. like, I'm just, just gonna... A fucking 22 to the face. Stab you in the... F- or stab. Shoot you in the face before you have a chance to even, like, be a person. Mm-hmm. But, like, keys... It's crazy what bolts can ricochet off right. of. Like, it's so wild to me. Right. But a 22 is pretty small, though. That's true. And I guess it probably doesn't take too much to ricochet it. But, like, that's really bizarre. But what a fucking... Oh, man. Can you imagine getting swerved that hard by a bullet when you're trying to kill someone? That's insane. Uh, So her roommate, Dale, was home, who was 34, who heard the gunshot and ducked behind a counter. Well, she saw Ramirez, like, enter the kitchen. Uh, Oh. She (laughs) made the mistake that everybody does of poking her head up over the counter. uh, And then he shot her in the forehead and killed her. Okay. Guys. Guys, 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 guys. I'm not saying what she did was wrong, um, but don't do that. I get it. I get it that there's the urge to look. We are all human, but focus on getting yourself out of there or finding ways maybe if they walk around the counter, like I'm going to take out their legs or something. Don't, don't peek over the counter, especially when you just heard a gunshot. Like, you know a homeboy has a gun. You know he has Something a gun. Something reflective. <laughs> yeah, like, or Especially go back like, down the hallway or something. Like, I don't know exactly how it was constructed, but, right. like, or even if, like, you go around the corner and you peek from, like, down below. Like, right. someone's less likely to see that, like, flash of movement or something than they will you, like, popping up over the counter when you know they have a gun. Mm-hmm. Stop. Something reflective, please. <laughs> Your phone, a mirror, a pan, a spatula. I don't care. Something reflective. To well, peek a phone back the then corner. they wouldn't have. Like, but now, but I'm now, good advice yeah. for now. Yeah, just 
Ah, watch the movie Hush. That'll help. Because I feel like... I love that movie so much. I mean, she does make some dumb mistakes sometimes, but I feel like she's, like, pretty good about shit like that. Like, evading him? Like, watch that movie, please. Right. I want your life to be safe. Thank you. Anyways, continue. So, an hour later, Ramirez finds 30-year-old... I'm not going to try her actual name because it's very Asian and I'm going to say some really insulting stuff. So we're going to use her American name, Veronica Yu. Okay. Um, he pulled her out of her car at Monterey Park in California, shot her twice with the 22, and then fled. Why did he suddenly... It's weird to me that... Probably because he's nervous that they'll fight back and they'll be stronger. Because I was like, he really, like, rewinded onto some, like, straight little bitch shit. Like, just shooting someone before they have a chance to, like, do anything. Yeah, so... But it makes sense because they're close in age to him. They're probably much, much stronger than the other people. Um, so... The first girl obviously survived because it had ricocheted and she kind of just played dead anyway. He's yeah, I would have done the same smart thing. enough to realize that she did that. Um, so the two murders and then the attempted obviously caught a lot of fucking attention from the news. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking concerned if I was there. <laughs> he was dubbed the walk-in killer and the valley intruder. Those were his first names before he became the night stalker. I really don't like the valley intruder. That's not a good. That's not a good one. I don't know that the walk-in killer is really neat. That makes it sound like walk-in freezer. Yeah, it sounds like we're talking about a freezer, like a butcher shop at least. Stop giving serial killers cool names. Stop it. Yeah, call him like start calling little dick bitch boy. Right. Yeah, have you heard about the little dick bitch boy killer? Yeah, did you hear about that small dick energy? Yeah, he goes after fucking women. What a little bitch. Right. Fucking stop. <laughs> stop it. No cool names. No free publicity. So that was March 17th. So March 27th, same year. Uh he entered a home that he had actually stolen from a year earlier. Repeat. So he had like repeat crime to this house. This poor house. Uh, so he went in at about 2 a.m. and killed uh, Vincent Charles Zazara, age 64, uh, while he was sleeping with a 22 to the head. It's weird. He's like really all over the place. Right. Because now like an older man. Though, is there like, is, is there women there? Is that where that's going? Yeah. Because it seems like that's there's like a, a, wife. a real fast, like, get out of the way. Yeah, there's a wife. Can't um, fight back or stop him. So the wife is Maxine Lavinia Zazara, uh, who was 44. <laughs> I typed these notes and it literally just clicked to me that this woman married somebody 20 years older than her. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he was 64. She was 44. Interesting choice. Go off, sis. <laughs> uh, so sh- obviously she was awakened by the gunshot. Strangely enough, if somebody fucking pops your husband in the head while he's sleeping next to you, I hope you're going to wake up. I would assume like 22s are decently quiet, but they're definitely not that quiet as the person who slept through a tornado. So, you know, like maybe don't take my word for it. 
but I just, I just have an inkling that if somebody just pops your significant other in the head, you're gonna wake up. Anyway, Maxine, poor Maxine here, uh, was beat and bound. Uh, Ramirez tried to demand that she tell him where the valuables were, uh, and she refused. So he kind of just started ransacking the house, and Maxine escaped her bonds, grabbed a shotgun from under the bed, but that bitch wasn't loaded. Damn it. I was all for this Maxine heroin <laughs> story. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so Ramirez got pissed, shot her three times with the 22, then grabbed a large carving knife from the kitchen and mutilated the fuck out of her body, um, gouged her eyes out, placed them in a jewelry box, and then took the jewelry box with him. Why wouldn't you have just, like, escaped? Like, her husband's already dead. Who gives a fuck I if mean, he takes your valuables? Like, I would have dipped. Like, I wouldn't have gone looking for a gun and done all that. Like, I would have just <sighs> got the fuck out of there. I get it. Like, your fight or flight's going to kick in. And, like, maybe he was standing in the doorway or something. And if you know that there's a shotgun under the bed, then, like, you're like, oh, yeah. Shotgun versus 22. One of these is going to win. But also, why do you have a shotgun under your bed if it's not fucking loaded? What, uh, what, literally, what is the point? But that's where she... Yeah. Like, what would, what would be the point? Like, how are you supposed to use it for defense if it's not loaded? Or at least, like, easily loadable. Like, with ammo right next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit don't make right. That shit don't make right. <laughs> so, when he fled, his fucking sneakers fell off in the garden... Which the cops found, but couldn't find him. Like, couldn't they couldn't figure out it was him. So, you know, there's some more murders. Murders. I think I tried to say serial murders, and it just turned into murders. Um, How do you fucking lose your shoes while you're running? A plus, LAPD. A fucking plus. That has genuinely never happened to me. Like, if I was wearing flip-flops or something, yes. But, like, I've never just had, like, a full-ass shoe fall off. Well, I'm just minding my business. Yeah. So the bullets at the scene matched to the bullets from the others. Who's um, surprised? So that's when police were kind of like, huh, there's a serial killer. Huh. Uh, How about that? And uh, poor Vincent and Maxine's bodies were found by their son, Peter. And that's Aww. all I know about him is that his name is Peter. That's sad. And then he became Spider-Man. Just kidding. This is an <laughs> Uncle Ben. This is his villain origin story. No, he became Batman. <gasps> Wait. Oh, this isn't the LAPD, is it? Please tell me it's not the LAPD. I mean, it's in California, so I'm pretty sure it's the LAPD. Mm, they're so bad at everything. Yeah, I mean... um, the The older woman was in LA um fuck I hate them this should have already been solved uh I'm I'm putting blame (laughs) on them Maria was in Rosemead California uh the car the lady that was pulled out of her car was in Monterey Park um and then Whittier California was the Zazaras I hate it I hate it Yeah, we're not done. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Continue. Okay. 
So now we're to May 4th, 1985. <laughs> and we're back in Monterey Park uh, where he entered. So he's popping these off like really fast. Yeah. Where he entered the home of Bill Doy, 66, and his disabled wife Lillian, 56. Mm, mm, mm. I don't like that. I don't like that intro. I don't like it. So Ramirez goes into the bedroom, shoots Doy with the 22. Uh, doesn't kill him, just wounds him, beats the shit out of him until he's unconscious. Then he goes into Lillian's room because remember she's disabled, so they didn't sleep in the same room. Uh, bound her, raped her, ransacked the home for vol- valuables, and then killed her. And then the husband died of injuries while in the hospital. Okay, first of all, I don't mean to be sexist, but like, can you use like a real fucking gun? You're using <laughs> a goddamn 22. You want to kill a squirrel? I was waiting for you to pop off about the 22. Like, why are you? I use a 22 when my shoulder hurts. Because I'm small and I'm like, oh, okay, my shoulder hurts or something. Like, I don't want a lot of kickback. Like, (laughs) bro, bro, use a real gun. I'm not going to say like a man's gun, just a real gun. Like, even a woman wouldn't use a fucking 22. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They're only good for killing varmints. I'm clearly from a different state all of a sudden. I don't know where that (laughs) came from. Varmints. Varmints. <laughs> Your Kentucky showed. Oh my God. Uh, God, what a little bitch. I hate him. I hate I hate him. I literally titled this episode before it started because I had to import the intro <laughs> song. I literally titled it Richard Ramirez Sucks. <laughs> uh God, just every detail like makes me want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Like not even anything worse. Like I just want a really I just want good a real solid punch to like, the face. Punch. Yeah. All right. So now we're May 29th of 1985. Uh Ramirez drove a stolen car to Monrova, California and stopped at the house of Maybell Maybell Ma <laughs> Bell. Sorry. Her name is Mabel Bell. maple bell mabel mabel bell bell that's that is it's not like technically complicated to say but it does not it just doesn't particularly easily mabel mabel bell right because everybody says maybell it's hard to say it like just mabel i mean not everybody maybe like but anybody who's spent any amount of time in the south knows that's pronounced mabel Mabel Bell. Mabel Bell. It's hard to be like Mabel Mabel Bell. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so Mab- Mabel and her sister Florence, who was disabled. Stop it with. The- God, he's such a bitch. He kills the husband so they can't fight back like a bitch. Fucking goes after disabled people like a bitch. I hate, I have a lot of feelings. I'm sorry. Continue. So first he goes into Florence's room, uh, beats the shit out of her, then ties her, then goes to Belle's room, 
Sorry, saying Belle was so much easier than saying Mabel. I'll allow it. Okay, so then it goes to Belle's room, binds her, beats the shit out of her, then uses an electrical cord to shock her. No sparky big times here, thank you. <laughs> uh, raped both of them, then used some of Mabel's lipstick to draw a pentagram on her thigh as well as on the walls of both bedrooms. God, what a bitch. The women were found two days later, still alive, but comatose. Oh, and, Jesus. Uh, Mabel died of her injuries. Fuck. That's, like, almost worse. I mean, I guess they were unconscious, so, like, it's not like they really knew that they were just alone there for, like, two days, but... I don't like any of that. I don't like it. I I don't. I mean, I don't like any murder. Don't get me wrong. Let me just put that warning out there. Don't like any murders. Thank you. Uh, But like, why is he such a coward? Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. So, okay. And continue. I'm angry. Okay. So then the next day. The next day, he drives to Burbank, California, sneaks into the home of Carol Kyle. Car- <laughs> Carol Kyle. Who was 42. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, and finds Carol and her 11-year-old son. He handcuffs them together and starts ransacking the house. He releases... Uh, Carol to direct him to where the family's valuables are locks the 11 year old in a, in a closet repeatedly rapes Carol uh, and I guess reportedly said it like he kept ordering her not to look at him and telling her at one point that he would cut her eyes out if she did that's uh that's motivation not to do something uh, right that's for sure uh so then he goes back to the closet gets the child uh, handcuffs them both back together and then leaves. That's so weird. He's like really all over the place, which is not very typical. I mean, we've established that this man is mentally unstable. But even then, like they usually follow like some sort of consistency like that. Like you normally don't escalate to murder. You know what I mean? And then de-escalate just to robbing someone. Right. Like you might de-escalate and then like fail at like an attempt at murder Mm -hmm. but like you like that's usually obviously like if they have people who survive but very rarely do you ever just like like oh well i know i've been murdering for like this entire fucking year but just randomly this time i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. i'm not done Mm -hmm. i just want you to know that Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) july 2nd 1985 he goes to arcadia california and goes into the house of Mary Louise Cannon, who is 75 and widowed. Uh, found her asleep in her room, used a lamp to beat her unconscious, and then repeatedly stabbed her using a butcher knife that he found in the kitchen, and then left. Ah, sorry. I'm just shouting into the void real fast. 
I just, I, my brain is just so clouded with how much I think he's just a fucking pussy that like, I can't even formulate words. Mm-hmm. Like shit's pathetic. Oh yeah. The absolute worst. I wish he was still alive so I could write him a very strongly worded letter. Yeah, Karen, you gonna write him a letter? Well, I would fucking <laughs> punch him in the face, but weirdly enough, I think the prison probably wouldn't let me do that. I guess. So, uh, just call him a little bitch boy instead and make myself feel better. July 5th, 1985. Broke into a home in Sierra Madre, California. Uh, and beat 16 year old Whitney Bennett with a tire and iron. Tire and iron. I think my brain has also given up on this case. <laughs> my brain has left the chat. <laughs> a tiger iron as she slept. Um, he went to the kitchen, apparently couldn't find a knife suitable enough. So then he used a telephone cord to strangle her. Isn't she already dead? No. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason, I thought you said that he had killed her when he hit her with the no, tire No, he iron. just beat her. Oh, okay. I was like, that seems unnecessary. Uh, so <laughs> the telephone cord starts sparking because he's like being a dumbass. Um, Weirdly enough, they're not meant to <laughs> strangle people with. She took a single breath and then he fled because he thought that Jesus Christ had intervened to save her. Doug, people just breathe. You know that, right? Like, people who have lungs, they breathe all the time. It's uh, it's more concerning when they stop doing that. Like, what do you... Like, you're straight. Like, she's not dead yet, clearly. So like, you she, think that would just be a sign to, like, keep doing what you're doing? She survived. Good. Fuck him. He sucks. And uh, it took 478 sutures to close her wounds. I like fun facts like that. That's... That's a lot. That's a lot of sutures. Oh, it's it worse too because they're all blunt. They're all blunt force trauma, not sharp force trauma. Yeah, so you know that those weren't clean. Yeah, clothes. they're just like jagged, fucking split open. Especially bullshit. a tire iron. Like that's not, that's not a clean laceration. Like that's a, that's a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's 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 messy. Mm-mm. It's crazy what people can fucking survive though. Like that's crazy really, that you though. could survive that. Way to go, her. <sighs> July 7th, 1985. Yeah, these are like really, really like... Real quick. Quick, yeah. yeah. Uh, goes into the home of Joyce Nelson, 61. Uh, finds her asleep on the couch. Don't fucking sleep on your couches, people. I've um, seen too many horror movies for that shit. <laughs> right. And beat her to death um, by using his fist and kicking her in the head. I don't know what it is. This is just like a personal thing, but I don't, I don't like when people kick people in the head. Like I love UFC. Fun fact. I love fighting Mm -hmm. UFC, MMA, all of it. But even then when they kick each other and like hit each other in the head, I'm like, don't fucking do it. Sparta kicks to the head are just never a good time. I have some like weird shit about head things though. So because I haven't made you mad at the LAPD in a while. Uh. A shoe print was left imprinted on her face 
that was the same brand that was found in the garden. He just replaced his shoes with the same shoes, basically. Yeah. Same brand. What same a, size. Also, what a dumbass. Like, you're going to go out just and rebuy the same shoes, basically, that you just had, that you just left behind in a murder scene. Like, get a different kind of shoe. LA fucking PD. Get your shit together. Have we ever told a story or even heard a story where the LAPD no. did something right? No. LAPD, if you're listening, please just send me one case where you didn't fuck it up and I'll stop talking shit forever. But like, <laughs> I'm we waiting. Get some random fucking mail. I'm going to die. They're like, did you hear about the death of Tracy Peterson? We caught her killer within 30 minutes. <laughs> We're going to get an email. But that's fine. Make me eat my words because you can't. <laughs> and I stand by that. She'll die on that hill. I will. So then that same night, uh, after he, you know, Sparta kicked somebody in the face, uh, he decided to, you know, look out some other neighborhoods, uh, didn't like any of them, came back to that same neighborhood, went into the house of Sophie Dickman, who was 63. Uh, he assaulted her, handcuffed her, um, at gunpoint, raped her, stole all of her jewelry, and then, um... Made her swear to Satan that he had found everything valuable in the house. Don't get me wrong. Like, I am not. Like, I'm agnostic. I don't. I'm not anything, I suppose. But like, like we talked about earlier, like the Church of Satan is much different than most people think. Like, it is very like if you actually read their like their version of the Bible, essentially, and like the morals that they have and the commandments that they have, like they try to, they're trying to be upstanding. Like that Satanism versus like the Satanism you see in horror movies and stuff is like very different. Like that's very definitely just like different. an exaggerated, bastardized, shitty, made up version. Like there's never been an actual murder done by a satanic cult ever mm. in the United States, at least. Like it's never not been a, a thing. Yeah, it's not a legitimate one. It's always people saying that they're doing it in the name of the Church of Satan, but they're not actually associated. Yeah, exactly. Um and so it's just like stop. It's people like this that give those people who are just trying to not be shit people like a bad name for no fucking reason. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you just thought it sounded cool, you fucking hot topic mall goth. <laughs> Damn. You 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 not wrong though. Anyways, moving on. July twentieth, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, Ramirez decided to spice things up. Got himself a machete, drove a stolen Toyota to Glendale, California, and chose the home of Layla Nelding and her husband Maxon, uh, sixty-six and sixty-eight respectively. And he went into the couple's bedroom, hacked them with the machete, shot them in the head with his twenty-two, then further mutilated their bodies with the machete before robbing the house of all of their valuables. What do you bet he got the machete because of his cousin? 100%. Because, like, what do you think, what else the fuck would his cousin be using? Besides maybe, like, a tactical knife. But, like, 100. let's be real. 100%. Like, you're in fucking Vietnam, like, cutting through the forest. Like, you have it's a, a machete. machete. Especially to, like, hack someone's head off. Yeah. Fucking hate so, it. So, same night, 
goes to the home of the Kovanath family, shot uh, the husband with a 25. We're spicing it up. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know 25 existed. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, killed him, then repeatedly raped and beat the wife. I'm sorry. I'm avoiding saying these names because they are very ethnic and i'm trying really hard not to be disrespectful uh i don't want to try to pronounce them because i know i'm not going to be able to but the point is killed the husband raped and beat the wife um bound the eight-year-old son stop right there ah Okay, you can continue. Okay. Uh, and then dragged the wife around the house to show him the location of all of their valuable items, which he stole. And then once again demanded that she swear to Satan that he was that she was not hiding any more valuables from him. Stop giving people a bad name. Just steal your shit and get the fuck out. I hate, I hate him. I hate him. I hate, I hate him. I know. Now, August 6th, 6th, (laughs) my brain gave the fuck up. I can't even help you because I don't even know if you're going for 5th or 6th. It was some amalgamation of the two. Apparently, I just went for Star Wars. (laughs) The Sith. The Sith. August 6th. (laughs) 6th. Revenge of the Jedi. There's an X there. Uh, 1985, we are now in Northridge, California, broke into the home of Chris and Virginia Peterson. Uh, went to the bedroom, shot Virginia, who's 27, uh, in the face Me, with a 22, then shot Chris in the neck and attempted to flee. Chris, by some fucking miracle, didn't die. And he got really lucky. Tried to fight back. Um, and like there was a whole struggle before Ramirez escaped. Neither of them died from their injuries. <laughs> I feel like this whole thing is a, a testament to how much he's a fucking pussy, but also how resilient some humans can be. Honestly, though, because people have been like surviving some real crazy shit. Some also, why is he so shit. bad at being a serial killer? Honestly, though, like way too many people are surviving this. <laughs> August 8th, 1985, went to the, uh, I almost said went to the Diamond Bar. No, it's Diamond Bar, California. It's a city. <sighs> also, how have they not caught him yet? This has been so many Honestly, in such a short period though, of time. Went to the home of Sakina Abwith, 27, and her husband Elias, who was 31. Uh, went into the house, went to the master bedroom, Killed the husband with a shot to the head from a twenty-two. We know this story. Handcuffed and beat Sakina while forcing her to reveal the location of all of the valuables. Then raped her. Uh, again, repeatedly demanded that she swear to Satan that... Uh, well, this time it was different. This time he didn't make her swear that she had given the location of all the valuables. This time it was swear to Satan that you will not scream. Which is really fucking shitty. Um, and then the three-year-old son woke up and entered the bedroom and, uh, 
He tied the kid up and continued to rape Sakina. Mm-mm. Don't like that deep-seated trauma that child is about to have. Yep. Uh, after he left the home, Sakina untied her son and then went to the neighbors for help. Yeah, like, I don't get the weird, like, de-escalation of, like, why he, like, randomly kills some people but then doesn't kill other people. Like, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. I hate everything about it. So, he had been following the media coverage of his crimes and had kind of realized that he had exhausted his uh, chances in L.A. and then went to San Francisco. Well, the San Francisco area. August 18th, 1985, enter the home of Peter, Peter, oh my God, Peter. The home of Peter? (laughs) Peter. Peter and Barbara shot people. Why do I keep trying to say Peter? (laughs) This isn't the Hunger Games. Peter. There we go. I said it. Peter. Anyway, he shot Peter, who was 66, in the temple with a 22. And then he beat and sexually assaulted Barbara, who was 62, before shooting her in the head and leaving her. Once again, we are using the wife's lipstick to draw a pentagram. And he also wrote the phrase, Jack the Knife, on the bedroom wall. Was he trying to start a nickname for himself? Because I'm glad that didn't catch on. Probably. I mean, I like I'm not mad at that nickname, so like I'm kind of glad it didn't catch on. And they didn't like give in to what he wanted. They're like, no, we're just gonna call you what we want to call you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So they ran ballistics. The ballistics matched all of the ones in L.A. Who's fucking surprised? Wow. And then the fucking San Francisco mayor. Gave this information in a televised press conference. And then the fucking detectives were like, bro, what? Like, we have no bargaining chips. You just right told all of the details. Right. And especially because, like, they know, they probably, I mean, they're not that dumb. They know that he's following the media coverage. So now he kind of like has this opportunity to be like, oh, they're tracking this shit. Watch me just like destroy the forensic evidence, which it's like the 80s. So it's actually a lot easier to do back then. Right. Well, it's just like, yeah, if you're any kind of smart at all, you'd be following. Like, even if you don't have that weird ego trip where you're like, I want to hear them talking about me. Like, you just need to know how close on your trail they are. Yeah. Like, do they know anything at all? Do they have a suspected suspect? Like, right. Uh, so he ditched those sneakers that we've talked about a few times over the side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, oh yeah, that'll do it. He stayed in San Francisco for a couple of days and then went back to LA. All right. August 24th, 1985. He actually went outside of LA and went 76 miles south to Mission Viejo. 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 Means old. I don't Spanish. <laughs> Is this place just mission old? It's old. It's old mission. That's it, it probably dumb. used to be a mission and it no longer is. Anyway, he got to the house of James Romero Jr., who had just returned from vacation and from uh, Rosarito Beach in Mexico. So, you know, we're having a good time. 
And Romero's son, who was 13, who was James Romero III, happened to be awake and heard Ramirez um, like kind of walking around outside the house. And James went, woke up his parents, and then Ramirez fled the scene. And <laughs> this child, who is a whole badass, went outside and noted the color, the make, and the style of the car, as well as a partial license plate number. Damn. See, that's what I want from the LAPD. This small child, already <laughs> better at solving cases than you are. Could you imagine being like a quote-unquote notorious serial killer and you get brought down by a 13-year-old? Yeah, he's like, all right, bitches. So he drove a black Corolla. (laughs) (laughs) Dis bitch. Okay, so then, because he failed, he, of course, finds another house. And in this case, it's the house of Bill Carnes, who was 30, and his fiancée, Inez Erickson, who was 29, he went in through the back door, um, found them sleeping in the bedroom. But Bill woke up. Woke, woke up. He woke up. <laughs> I thought I was good and I wasn't. My brain really fucking hates you, this You case. looked really confident. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> woke up when this bitch cocked his gun. Hmm. Uh... And then he shot Bill three times in the head before turning his attention to um, Inez. Who, yeah, I'm going to, I'll let you process for a second. I think I also need a moment because I thought I was good. I thought my break sustained me and it did not. <laughs> I just, what a little bitch. Stop. Yeah, he's stop it. The biggest bitch boy. So Ramirez tells Inez that he, the night stalker, forced her to swear that she loved Satan and beat her uh, and then bound her with neckties from the closet. He stole everything he could find, um, dragged her to another room and raped her. Uh, He then demanded cash and more jewelry and made her swear to Satan that there was no more uh, and then left the home. As he was leaving, Ramirez whipped around and said, tell them the Night Stalker was here. God, if you're going to name yourself a f- like like a sort of similar name to a fucking like superhero, I guess hero is like debatable. But like if you're going to name yourself something close to someone in like the comic book universe why would you pick fucking nightcrawler dude right nightcrawler is so bad yeah. like so lame little fucking bitch but I and s- even though he's a tell okay. him tell him the night stalker was here like shut the fuck <laughs> up are you goddamn 12 did you just watch the new iron man movie <laughs> god i fucking so- hate him Inez untied herself and went to the neighbor's house uh, to get help. Um, Bill actually did not die. And he was taken to the hospital. Surgeons removed two of the three bullets from his head and he survived. Yay. Fuck. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like this whole case is just Richard Ramirez is really bad at fuck. killing people. <laughs> like how do you fuck up three gunshots to the head? 
remarkable. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Here's the thing. If somebody t- told me... If I was a cop and somebody told me that before they left my house, they went tell them the Night Stalker was here, I'd go to the press and be like, hey, tell them little bitch boy was here. Little dick bitch boy. Little... <laughs> That shrimp dick energy was here. Ah. Ah. Yeah. So Inez gives a detailed description of Ramirez to investigators and um, they got a cast of his footprint from the Romero house, which is from way back, if you'll remember. Um. And then the stolen car was found on August 28th in Wilshire Center in L.A. And they also got a fingerprint from him from the rear view mirror, despite the fact that uh, uh, Ramirez tried to wipe down the car. Because he's dumb. Um, the print was positively identified as belonging to R- Ramirez, who, you know, was described as a fucking asshole with a long ass rap sheet of many fucking arrests for like traffic violation drug violations petty theft fucking blah blah blah. like dude had a rap sheet a mile long before he even started killing people i didn't have the mental capacity to go through it because it really wasn't important it's really not just it it can be some small insignificant violations i think there was a couple of like um, possession of cocaines on there like boy was dumb dumb boy little bitch boy so a mugshot of him already existed because you know he's a dumb little bitch boy and <laughs> uh the police released it to press with the the night stalker uh and the police held a press conference. It was basically just like, we know who you are and like everybody else is going to like, there's going to be no place for you to hide because they can't track them down themselves because they're Literally, also little bitch boys. Oh my God. So what we're telling every case we've had is just like, if you're going to murder people, do it in LA because you're never going to fucking get caught anyways. Do it in LA. I mean, don't. Don't Dude, don't don't murder people. But if you're going to go on a murder <laughs> spree, go to L.A. because it's going to take them way too goddamn long to catch you. <sighs> so on August 30th, 1985, Ramirez takes a bus to Tucson, Arizona to visit his brother. He didn't end up meeting his brother for whatever reason. And then he returned to L.A. on August 31st. He walked past police officers who were like stalking out the bus terminal. And they didn't see him. Yeah, that sounds about right. Considering who we're talking about, yeah, that that checks out. It was a fucking group of elderly Mexican women pointing at him and yelling, El Matador! Which is the killer. You know it's bad when groups of... Okay, actually, first of all, I'm not surprised there's a group of little old women... They know everything. <laughs> Literally. You ever been anywhere in the South and you need to know something? Find a group of elderly women. They know they'll everything. Know. I'm not unconvinced that every group of old women is secretly the fates. 
They know everything. Honestly, though. So, like, that doesn't surprise me, but, like, do your fucking job. Just one time. Like I said, one fucking time, please. What was that? It was my phone dropping because I am so angry I threw it. I didn't. It just fell off, but it (laughs) sounded cooler. I just, like, you walked past the police and they just were too busy with their thumb up their ass. Ah! So he notices a newspaper rack that's got his face fucking plastered on it. So he flees in panic, runs across the Santa Ana freeway in the most fucking epic game of Frogger, apparently. Dude. I just was imagining that in my head and it was a, it was an interesting sight. Honestly, same. Uh, he attempted to carjack a woman, but was chased away by like people who saw him. This is my favorite part. This Everybody's is bad cops. at everything. <laughs> like he's trying to carjack some, somebody. Bystanders are like, no, nah, fuck that dude. They chase him away. Not the cops, but some fucking random people. And then they followed him and he hopped over like a couple of fences, you know, attempted to carjack two more times and then was eventually tackled by a group of residents, one of whom had struck him in the head with a metal bar. Okay, go off. And then they held him down and relentlessly beat him until the police arrived. (laughs) That's the way it should be. Why is everyone so bad at things? I'm Why does it take random groups of people? I'm usually not an advocate for vigilantes, but if you live in LA, be a vigilante because the fucking cops can't do it. <sighs> okay. So the jury selection for the trial began on July 22nd of 88. At his first court appearance, Ramirez uh, fucking raised a hand with a pentagram drawn on it and went, Hail Satan. Congratulations. I hate it for the 79th time in this episode. (laughs) Right. There was also, they put, okay, here's here's where I'm going to get a little bit mad. Um, So... Some guards overheard Ramirez in jail, like, saying that he was going to, like, shoot the prosecutor with a gun that was going to get smuggled in. And that's what made them put a metal detector outside the courthouse. Yeah, is he going to survive just like all of your other victims? Like, okay, but, like, he's so bad at being a a serial killer there anyway. Yeah, that's a valid question. That seems important. So on August 14th, the trial was interrupted because one of the jurors um, did not show up. And later that day, she was found shot to death in her apartment, which scared the shit out of all the other jurors. Uh, Totally not suspicious at all. (laughs) And um, yeah, as it turned out, (laughs) she did not die because of some scary shit that Ramirez was doing uh she just coincidentally got shot by her boyfriend who later committed suicide weird coincidence weird fucking coincidence 
Uh, but all of the jurors were fucking terrified, which was valid, I guess. Though also it's like, he didn't seem like he had a lot of friends. So right. like who would have even been out there batting for him like that? So on <laughs> September 20th, 1989, Ramirez was convicted of all charges, which were 13 counts of murder, five attempt, uh, five counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, 14 counts of burglary. That is all. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> uh, so he was sentenced to die in California's gas chamber. Uh, and his response to getting the death sentence was big deal. Death always went with the territory. See you in Disneyland. So I'm not going to lie. I feel like I would say some similar shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the Disneyland part. That's a little weird, but like, yeah, death always came with the territory. That's how I feel talking about murders. Like if I ever get murdered someday, it's like, yeah, well, death came with the territory. It makes sense. (laughs) Are you ready for your favorite topic? Is it death? No. Sarcastic favorite topic. So during the trial, Ramirez had fans who were writing him letters. Ah, damn it. I didn't know what it was going to be. Ah, fuck. In 1985, Doreen Loy wrote him 75 letters during his incarceration. You dumb bitch. In 1988, Ramirez proposed. In October 3rd of 96, they were married in California's San Quentin State Prison. I'm so, like I, I'm all for supporting women. You know, I try not to tear people down who aren't literal murderers. Um, but like you were just a disgrace to all womankind. Honestly, to all humankind. The fact that you would as- willingly associate with someone who has done shit like that, like all the weird fetishization and all of that, like I don't like it. Like fuck you. You're gross. Thanks Move along. I hate it. So, I hate it. She reportedly kept telling people that she would commit suicide when Ramirez was executed. However, she did eventually leave him. But at the time of his death, he was engaged to a 23-year-old writer. I mean, chase that bag. I bet she wrote a story about that later. But, like, gross. You're, you're, you're gross. The fact that you can excuse that shit. Like, he killed a fucking child yeah. and shit. Like... Your life is sad. Anyways, continue. I'm angry. On August 7th, 2006, Ramirez submitted an appeal. (laughs) Tell me that bitch got rejected as fuck. Uh, He wanted a rehearing, which the California Supreme Court said, fuck you. Good. Fuck him. Uh, And... Last but not least, we do end this on a kind of happy note. And by happy, I mean good for you. You fucking died. So Ramirez died of complications from second uh, secondary to B-cell lymphoma on Oof. June 7th, 2013. He was also affected by um, chronic like substance abuse fatigue, which is basically a really fancy way of saying that you're going through a fuck ton of withdrawals. Um, and... Hepatitis C. Good. Get that fucking hep C and die of cancer, you dumb bitch. 
He died at 53, and he had been in prison for 23 years at that time. If you can't tell, I have a lot of strong feelings about this. Normally, I try to contribute a little a little more, but honestly, I'm just angry, and I have been angry <laughs> for the last hour and 22 minutes. Oh, shit, that was long. That I've had to listen to this shit. <laughs> and if he wasn't dead, I would do it myself. <laughs> I hate this man. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And if you didn't fucking know, I hate him. I don't I don't think you made that clear. Never you- make me talk about this again. <laughs> so you can thank my good friend JM for fucking choosing this case because I, I couldn't make a decision. And I was like, should I do this person, this person, or choose a case from this book? And he was like, use the book because that's free research. And I was like, you right. And then... um. I was like, okay, that narrows it down to this list of like 10 people because this is actually a very extensive book. I'd love it. Uh, and he was like, keep in mind that I do not know a single one of these names except for Dahmer. So uh, Ramirez. And I was like, all right. I Here we go. don't like you either. You are now on my shit list. <laughs> and I don't even know you. Also, you're doubly on my shit list because you didn't know any of those names. So... <laughs> You've been secured on the shit list. <laughs> that was uh, the wild fucking raging dumpster bi- fire bitch boy little dick energy that is Richard Ramirez. And I'm never going to think about him again. Yep. Until I see you're, you're talking to the metaphorical you, not you. <laughs> Your guys' dumbass posts about how he's so hot. Stop it. <laughs> Also, he's not, he looks like Skeletor <laughs> slapped someone else's skin on his face. He's not attractive. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm like really angry. This anger is going to, I'm like also very tired. So this anger is going to propel me all the way home. I can't wait for you to Snapchat me when you're editing this. I'm going to, yeah. And I have to listen to all this shit again. <laughs> I didn't even. I'm so sorry. Okay, follow follow us on the things <laughs> you think of a thing. We're on the thing. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything is bitches and murders, with the exception of Twitter, which is at and murders. Uh, we have content on our Patreon. I said last time that I was gonna record my spooky vacation stuff, and I have not done that yet because I'm in the middle of moving. So holy shit, eventually I'm gonna do that, but just not right now because I'm very overwhelmed with everything um so yeah stay spooky but not not so spooky that you use a fucking 22 come on girl get a real gun get a real gun (laughs) a child can handle a bigger caliber gun than you can grow up uh stay spooky but not so spooky you marry a fucking serial killer not that how many times Do I have to say this shit? Stop. Respect yourself. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. It makes me mad. Everyone can do what they want except for you. You that are thinking about it, you can't do that. Thank Stop you. It. This has been a PSA. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I never want to think about this again. Uh, just 
just stay spooky. I don't even want to pick this apart because my brain is fucking done. So just stay spooky. Just just not this spooky. Just keep it. Just keep it spooky. Stay spooky. Do the spook things, but not these things. Not Richard Ramirez spooks. Hard no. <laughs>